coming up on One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT. This is not who I am. You know, I think that lasted for a couple of months. And then I'm like, nah, this is not who I am. Like, I can't be out in the streets. There's nothing out there. There's nothing in the streets, nothing good waiting for me. And I think it was just really my son. Like, my son needs me every night. He needs me home. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Karina F. Daves. On One Day at a Time, we discuss the essentials and tips for the everyday woman and how to achieve your best life. Not just because you deserve it, but come on now, you were made for more. If you're new to the show, we have conversations with folks that I like to call the true hustlers of the world. Each episode dives into the heart of the guests and provides our listeners with balancing tips, the roadmap to navigating relationships, and demystifies the idea that we're supposed to be perfect. As we end our series, More Than a Mom, it brings me so much joy that we get to top it off with CEO of MomGoals.co, Ms. Tatiana Villanueva, who has created a brand that has made moms countrywide feel like they have superpowers all over again. Listen as she shares with us her revelations, her tribulations, her ups and downs, and what motivated her to create the company that she has today. This series is dedicated to all the mothers who feel like they lost themselves. I'm here to remind you that you are worthy, you are well, you are beautiful, and your dreams and your goals still matter. The spark still lives inside of you. My hope is that through these episodes, something will be revealed to you. I love you, mama. If you're wondering how to start your own goals this year, or even a podcast and just need the guts and a bite-sized plan to get it started, feel free to visit my website at KarinaFDaves.com and contact me there. Or just come to Instagram at my handle, KarinaFDaves, and shoot me a message. And don't forget to rate, review, and share this podcast con todos tus amigos. And now, Tatiana Villanueva. I'm so excited to end our series with the one and only CEO of MomGoals.co, Tatiana Villanueva. Yeah, you heard it right. Hey, Tati, how are you? Hey, Karina. I'm so fine. No. <laughs> you are fine, girl. You are no, fine. I'm well. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for having me. Of course, you're the best. Um, so a lot of our list, a lot of our listeners like to know just like goofy details about you know the the normal human beings that we are. So if you had 15 seconds to say anything about yourself, from your favorite music to your favorite food to things that you like to do, um, what will you share with us in 15 seconds about yourself that you want us to know? Uh, let's see. Um... I'm a single child on my mom's side, but yeah, pretty much raised as a single child. Um, believe it or not, I am a homebody. My favorite food is salmon. I live some salmon. Um, I hate to rush. I'm very OCD and I like to plan ahead. I'm ticklish. I don't know. That's pretty much it. <laughs> the list can go on and on and on, but those are some short facts about me. I love it. So Tati, we love to take our listeners back to basics. So back to the teenage years, back to the period that you can remember the most. If 
you can recall who you were in high school, what would you say about that girl? Um, me in high school, I, I would say I was, I was a pretty good kid. I wasn't really rebellious or anything like that. Um, I wasn't on the honor roll, but I, I was pretty good. Um, I had a good set of, you know, a good um, circle of friends. Um, my, my mom always gave me that liberty, you know, to go out to do stuff. And I never felt the need to like run away or hide or, you know, sneak out. So um, I, I remember like, as if it was yesterday, uh, all the teen nights at Abyss, shout out to my friend, Lucy. We used to stay at Abyss um, for teen nights. And yeah, I mean, I would say my childhood was, it was pretty good. You know, I grew up with a single mom. Um, so a lot of my inspiration comes from her. Yeah, that like immigrant ethic. Yeah, that, yep, yep, that immigrant hardworking ethic. Hustle, um, yes. Yeah, that hustle is is a much different hustle. Um, my husband, who's black and was born here, he talks a lot about how the come up of an immigrant family looks just so different than yeah. an American family who's already here. Um, and we could talk about that for yeah. hours. <laughs> but um, so as you graduate high school, what did you decide to do? So when I graduated high school, I went to um, Union County College. Um, I wanted to go for education. I wanted to follow my mom's footsteps because she's a teacher. And um, I wasn't really feeling it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to school at the time. I was like, no, I just want to work. I just want to work. I just want to make money. And she was very upset about that. But I ended up taking a couple of breaks. And in the midst of those breaks, I got pregnant and never went back. And how old were you when you found out you were pregnant? I was 23. Okay. So in that moment, what came across your mind? My mom's going to kill me. <laughs> my mom's literally going to kill me. Like that's that, that was my initial thought. <laughs> I didn't know how to tell her. <laughs> Were some of your thoughts like, how am I going to provide? How am I going to do this? Like, where did your mind surface to? Because remember, you grew up with a hustler. So mm -hmm. where did your mind flow after that? My initial thought was definitely my mom's going to kill me. But then when that sunk in, when, you know, when I had, when I told her, um, yeah, those were all my thoughts. They were all valid thoughts. Like, what am I going to do? Well, what are we going to do? Me and my son's father at the time uh, to provide, because I was still living at home. He was still living at home. So we literally had to, you know, come up with a plan and quick. Um, I don't recall if I was working at the time. I think I was at an office. I, I'm not sure where though. Um, but yeah, once we became pregnant, um, we moved downstairs from my mom's house in an apartment complex. So we lived on the second floor and I remember us not having nothing in our apartment, literally nothing. It was empty. Um, but I remember I, 
oh, I know where I used to work. I used to work at a daycare because uh, this lady that worked there, God bless her soul. She was like the nicest lady ever. She gave us her sofa, her old sofa, which was in perfect condition. And it was like a leather black couch, right? So she gave it to us. And she also gave me um, a crib that was in perfect condition. And I remember we got the crib and he spray painted it brown. And cause Caden's theme was like safari. So he spray painted it brown. And that's literally all we had in our little apartment, which is crazy. Uh, all we used to watch were Martin DVDs every single day because we didn't have cable. We didn't have anything. So it's just crazy. Yeah. That was the beginning. Wow. That was the beginning of like you becoming a mom. Like, and that struggle is so beautiful and it's rarely actually spoken about. And so a lot of the times, like we don't actually share those hustler stories as much as we should, because we don't, we don't actually realize like the depth that they have on people. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of times, like I remember driving through towns and being like, how the freak do people buy a house? Like, how do you do that? You know, and because we lived in like a 600 foot square apartment for six years. <laughs> it was so tidy. Yep. We also mm-hmm. didn't have cable, um, only had Netflix. And, you know, our washing machine was in our kitchen that was connected to like a hose to the sink. Like it was so. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. I now know that like sharing those stories actually uplift each other. So it's so important. Yeah. Right. It's um, beautiful. It's a beautiful struggle for real. Mm-hmm. And so once you have your son, um, what are some things that you're thinking about at that time? Because you're 23, you're in and out of college. Are you sort of you know, full blown, just like committed to only being a mom and that's it. Like that's where your mindset is. Um, how is your tribe around you? The support that you had during that time? Um, like what was life like as a 23 year old having your baby? Well, when I, you know, when, when we had Caden, I literally consumed myself into motherhood. I mean, I know every mom out there is obsessed with their kids, but I was obsessed to the point that I lost myself a little bit. I remember those days. I really lost myself. And even in my relationship at the time, I was just worried about my son. Like, that's it. Um, so I didn't give myself that time to myself because it was literally all about Caden. At the same time, I was like a first-time mom. So I really didn't know how to navigate that. But um, my mom, my tribe was amazing. You know, obviously they don't, at, at the time she was very upset because her plan for me was college. It was never me getting pregnant, none of that. But when he got here, of course, she was obsessed with him. And um, my mom was very helpful. She still is very helpful. Um, I'm glad, you know, to know that I have supportive family and his family was also very helpful. So you know, my tribe was a one. <laughs> when did you feel, when did you feel that you had lost yourself though, Tati? Like when was that light bulb? Do you remember the day that you woke up and you were like, oh man, I'm missing a part of me. 
yeah, I remember feeling like I wasn't even dressing up myself. Like I was just like, whatever. I was all raggedy and stuff. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't care. All I cared about was Caden, point blank period. And it was like to the point where I was just like, you know, well, I have to get it together. I have to fulfill my needs and how I feel. So yeah, it was tough. And what are some things that you did during that time? Like how was, um, like you and Caden and his dad, like how was that dynamic and the influence that it had on you to um, just want to do your, do your thing at that time? Well, it took a while for me to do my thing. I feel like, uh, I don't know how long, but it took a while. For a while, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to say depressed, but I just felt like, I felt like I wanted more. But I just didn't know like what was that more that I, I needed. I'm not explain it, but it was. And then, and, you know, we, me and him started arguing a lot and, you know, the relationship kind of diminished thereafter. So it was a lot. At so the did, time. When, when you became a single mom, was it around the same time that you'd had discovered that you had lost yourself? Mm, no, no, I wasn't. When I became a single mom, I was literally on the, on the, I just want to be free. I was with Caden's father since I was about 17, 18. Wow. And that's, that's all I knew. So for a very long time. So I don't know when um, I became a single mother, I was just literally, I was just like, I'm just going to focus on myself and my son. But it was just like, it's time to do me, you know? Yeah. And did you go back to work when you became, like when you became a single mom, like how did you handle all of that? Now you have your kid, your own place, your job, like that's a lot on one person. It was it was it was one of the hardest times for me, uh, emotionally and um, financially. I mean, remember when um, he left? Um, I didn't have. I had a job, but it was hard for me to pay rent, to pay utilities, all on my own, because he was such a big help financially. But I had to do what I had to do. I knew that. Thankfully, I had my mom upstairs, but. In my apartment, I remember not having electricity at one point, cable, nothing, because I couldn't afford it. You know what I mean? So um, he was still helping a lot, but I wanted to become independent and I wanted to do it by myself, you know? Um, so for a while, it was it was very difficult juggling that. Yeah. Single mom after having a family and then separating and Caden was so small. When you think back to that time, it's obviously a difficult time. It was a struggling time. It was a hustling time. And I'm pretty sure the first person that came to mind was your mom, right? Cause like, she's the person that you watched do a lot of that. And so mm -hmm. you just had to like, basically pull together all of your resources. But at the same time, you're also trying to figure out who you are apart from the relationship that you were just in for such a long time. Like there's just so much going on and right. your job and your stability um, at the same time. 
did you have, did you, could you see a light during that time? Were you hopeful? Were you like, this is going to end in a couple of years? Like, what was it that kept you going um, inside of you that you were like, I, I can do this? I was definitely hopeful. Um, you know, I always said my moment will come. I don't know when, but it will. Um, I have a praying mom, so she would always pray over me. And I get that from her. I pray a lot. So I knew it wouldn't, those days wouldn't always last, you know? That's a good way of looking at it. Like those days will not always last. Like there is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. And so what did you discover when you were trying to be free? Like, tell me a little bit about that free season. Yikes. Um, I don't know. I was a little, I wouldn't say, well, I was wild a little bit because I remember going out literally like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like every week, every week I was like out and I'm like, this is not who I am. You know, I think that lasted for a couple of months and then I'm like, nah, this is not who I am. Like I can't, be out in the streets there's nothing out there there's nothing in the streets nothing good waiting for me and I think it was just really my son like my son needs me every night he needs me home and literally that's what made me calm my ass down (laughs) I was like I need to see I need to be home and you know I was a little you know, I felt free because I I didn't have no one to come home to, but that gets lonely as well. You know, coming home, it's an empty bed, knowing that's all I've known for all, like what, seven years I was with my son's father and then coming home. And it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't my lifestyle, you know? So, um, at that time also, I stopped talking to a lot of people, uh, friends, uh, so-called friends or you know I just lost contact with a lot of people we weren't on the same page anymore so I had to grow up literally grow up at that moment wow wow yeah because you know I love Abyss and Club Exit <laughs> and all those places like yeah. I was there or Coco Bongos, is that what it was? In Elizabeth. Coco Bongo, yeah. Now it's yeah. barcode. <laughs> yes. And they used to have the um uh oh my gosh, Beetlejuice. Remember they had like a Beetlejuice dancer in Coco Bongos? Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to have that all like I was there with you. We probably bumped into each other a couple times, but I remember like that was actually the always the knee-jerk reaction to for me personally my knee-jerk reaction when I was suffering or when I just didn't want to just deal with a lot I would just go out because it was instant happiness you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and I mean I I wasn't like getting trapped like getting trashed where I was me neither yeah Yeah, me neither I I never would get like trashed or drunk or did drugs or any of that but it was just like liberating just to go out and yeah and not have to like depend you, up, you, you have to figure out like you know what like there's other ways that you can go about being free or 
You know what I mean? Like you don't always have to go out or drink or whatever. So yeah. yeah. And there's, there's a lot of truth in that because I think for me, like it was just that experience of freedom where I felt like I was paying for my own stuff. I was mm-hmm. dancing. Like I didn't need anybody to dance with me. Um, you know, and I just felt a sense of freedom. And then like, if a girlfriend ever went through a breakup, I remember being like, let's go out tonight. Like, you know, and yeah, like, fuck him. let's go. <laughs> you don't need him anyway. <laughs> And it's so different, like in our thirties where I'm just, right. like, if somebody shares with me that they're going through a heartbreak, like instantly I'm like, well, do you want to come over? We could talk about it. Right, right. I'm going to pray for you. Like yeah. it's such a different reaction now. Mm-hmm. And I always wonder, like, you, like you said, like it comes with maturity. It comes with learning that, you know, that knee jerk response that we had led us to such an empty place. Cause you, st- you, yep. like you said, like, I just came home to nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like it just, I was by myself anyways. So as you're rediscovering who you are, um, tell me a little bit about what you did discover. Like, what did you find out about who you were (laughs) besides a mom? Um, well, I did discover, uh, my hubby now, which was something that I did not did not that was not in my plans like I said I wanted just to focus on myself and my son that's it I wanted to just be single but be happy with okay with me being single you know but then I ended up meeting Marlon (laughs) so um when I met him it was like so different so different like he he's everything I mean he's patient he's kind he's he's giving you know, and it's like something I, I didn't never experienced before. Um, so yeah, I discovered him and I'm like, damn, I didn't even really have enough time to be single. And I'm right back into another relationship, but you know, I, I don't regret it at all. Um, what are some things that you felt like you like either resurrected about yourself or that came back or that you were like, oh yeah, I am a pretty, I am a homebody. I am a pretty goofy person. Like, were there some additional things that you were just like, this is who I really am? Because to build, which we'll get to in a second, to build mom goals, you have to have a creative bug in you. So through your relationship with Marlon and your son growing up, what were some other things that you felt like, I'm also this, I'm a mom, I'm a lover, and I'm also these other things. What were those other things? Well, um, definitely was, it was, how can I say? Um, It wasn't mom goals per se, but it was something that I wanted to do for me. And he would always tell me, just go for it, do it. And I'd be like, no, I'd be so scared. I feel like I, I started getting so anxious to just, I would start thinking of the opinions of others. What would people say? What would people do? Oh, look, she never went to college. She didn't, she didn't finish school, blah, blah, blah. So it was just everybody else's other opinions that were like affecting me to, to do what I wanted to do, which was, you know, work for myself, do something that I wanted to do. Like, and then that's how mom goals came, came about literally in March for the pandemic that's when I decided to you know launch mom goals 
I had a few savings and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And then Marlon's like, do it. He's like, this is your year. And next year is going to definitely be your year. He told me those words. And I'm like, how do you know? Like, why? why are you so sure? But that's the problem. Like, I feel like I struggle with um, me feeling so sure about myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And it's just something that I struggle with, mm-hmm. you know, but um, he convinced me to do it. And, and that's just how mom goes came about. Wow. Wow. It's actually what I would, what a lot of people are talking about. Um, and they've been talking about it for years, uh, imposter syndrome, where we don't feel necessarily equipped to do, um, you know, where we necessarily don't feel equipped enough to do these amazing things right like that imposter syndrome like you feel like a fake you feel like you right. shouldn't be in that space you don't belong at the table no I, I'm, I'm not really a ceo that's not really who i am like who's, yes, gonna, yes, who's yes. gonna buy my gear like who's gonna trust me with their money um with the gear like you know what i mean like you could have never probably even imagined that your gear would have landed you to meet us like for us to meet right and like even have this conversation right you you just explained it perfectly that's exactly how I I felt and I'm not gonna say I don't feel that way sometimes now even though I have made these incredible connections I've met these single people and I've actually sold some shit (laughs) I'm like wait you know, like, I don't know why. It's just very hard to sometimes um, believe in myself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's very weird. I don't know. It's a weird feeling. So I've been listening to the um, Yo Quiero Dinero podcast. And she's amazing because she doesn't just want to teach you, like, financial literacy. She also wants to uplift people to be able um, to be encouraged because she says that your mindset and how you feel about yourself will literally dictate how much money you make. So if you think you suck, then mm. your money will most likely suck. So mm. <laughs> she did a whole episode on the imposter syndrome, which I finished this morning. And it was all like, you are the it. Definitely on my to watch list. Definitely. Yeah. She's amazing. She is epic. And I think a lot of us women of color specifically, like we do suffer from imposter syndrome where we feel like we don't deserve a place at the table. But I mean, come on now, like mom goals has reached so many moms and I see the messages that you get that you post, like people feel so inspired. And me personally, I feel like I have superpowers when I wear my gear. Like I feel like I'm literally walking around, like I can do anything. And who would yeah, know that so way? much? <laughs> Who oh. would know that like clothes can make you feel right. that way? You know what I mean? And not only that, but like it looks so good and it's so comfortable. Like <laughs> it's so comfortable. Which is the goal. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. And the amount. Of yeah, it's crazy that you know clothes can make you feel that way. It just says mom goals, but that's the uh, that's the that's the message I want to you know portray I want you to feel like you're everything even though your life might not be it like even though you might not be a perfect mom but you know what your goals either way no matter what wow wow that's beautiful so who would you say (laughs) like 
when you were when when you were designing momgoals.co, who was it for? It was for those moms like myself. Like I'm not a perfect mom at all. I'm learning every day as I go. It was for those moms who who struggle, who, you know, who have obstacles thrown their way, but manage to get right up, still feed their kids, still take care of their families, still keep going. That's for, that's, to me, that's mom goals. And that's for who I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. What are the top three things through this last year journey of building mom goals co that you've learned top three things top three things so the top three would be definitely build your tribe right um not being afraid to meet new people and um getting your resources from social media, basically from YouTube, because that's, uh, that's where I've gotten my resources from. Definitely, but definitely support. Um, I've gotten so much support. I have a lot of friends, family, and I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Definitely. And um, what else did I say? <laughs> strangers. Strangers, strangers. Look at you. I met you <laughs> via Instagram and I'm now sitting you're interviewing me for a podcast like what is life <laughs> um yeah strangers uh meeting people that i had no because i say strangers also because it's crazy that strangers are your biggest supporters they are your biggest supporters um people that i had no idea even existed hitting me up supporting me they literally buy every single piece I've dropped and they're always in my DMs, you know, and I'm just like, wow, you know what I mean? So definitely new people. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that like, that is a lesson that I've also learned and I'm so, I'm so shocked at mm -hmm. the type of support a stranger will give you. Like, it's after I post something, I've, I've gotten DMs, which were like, this made my day. And I'm sure you've gotten them too. Like, mm -hmm. you don't understand what momgoals.co means to me. Like, it does this for me. And you're like, really? Like, my product, like my, what I've created meant that much to you? Like, yeah. and it's so crazy. Like, as much as I love my family and my friends, mm -hmm. one of the lessons that I learned when I was building my own thing was that as much as like family and friends are great, they're actually not your customers like in the right. sense that like will continuously as a cohort like be buying your stuff they're not your ideal customer they're buying your stuff because or if they do buy your stuff they want a discount <laughs> but it's true it's, it's true though it's yeah. so true because it happened to me it's the reality of they it. they like my discount 
And what I mean mm-hmm. is like, they're not your ideal customer, right? Like they're not like, you're not designing your content or your brand for specifically them. You know what I mean? Like they love mm-hmm. you and they'll always continuously support you. But I think that was one of the important things that I learned on. And the second most important business um, advice that somebody gave me was stop giving things away for free. And I was like, why? And they're like, because mm-hmm. people really pay for things that they want. Like necessarily, it doesn't always have to be free. You know what I mean? And I think Latinos and people of color, like we're just really giving. Like we're like, come to our house and we'll make you this full spread of meals. And like, you can stay over and live here forever. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we forget that we also have a living to make. And I think mm-hmm. one of the last things I want to ask you about is, a lot of small business owners still have full-time jobs. Like they're still doing something else. And that is extremely commendable. How do you balance so much? Cause you have your husband, you have your child, you have your household, you have, you know, I mean, I've seen stories where you're like at four something in the line at UPS, like, or FedEx, whatever. And you're like, guys, this is hard. Like, how do you manage all that and still stay true to yourself, Kathy? <sighs> Oh, I don't even know. I mean, I literally have to write down everything. If not, I'll forget. But I don't know. I think it's the the hustler in me. Like, I just, I know I got to get done. So I make it happen, you know. But um, also doing what I love. You know, I love, I love my job. I love my nine to five. And then I also love momgoals.co. So I'm going to make it work no matter what. Wow. I love that. I'm going to make it work no matter what. And so, um, (laughs) period, (laughs) period. As I leave you today, you have, you know, 20 seconds to say and share for all the moms listening and all the future moms listening. Tell us what you've learned throughout the last 30 something years of your life that you wish to share with anybody who's listening to this episode. Okay. So if I've learned anything over the past 30 years, it's definitely as cliche as it might sound, follow your dreams, follow your heart and never give up. Um, Always know that if there's a specific goal you want to reach doesn't matter how long it takes for it for you to get there you're gonna make it happen and yeah just follow your heart that's pretty much it because it took me all this time to get to where I always wanted to be I just didn't know how to start but um I'm here now and it took long enough but I'm, I'm finally happy i feel a peace within me. So if it's anything I can say, it's just, yeah, follow your dreams and never give up and don't listen to other people and their negative energy. Don't do it. That's it. I love it. I love it. Don't listen to people and their negative energy. Never give up. Follow your heart and follow your dreams, no matter how cliche it sounds. Even your intuition and your, your intuition. intuition. Yep. If someone's yes. telling you that it's not for you, there's a reason for it. 
And I thank you so mm-hmm. much, Tatiana, for blessing us with your story, your just like laughs and all your revelations. Like, honestly, I pray that this reaches so many women that feel like they're struggling with either an idea that they've had for so long or just feeling like they lost themselves. You definitely have inspired me and I'm sure that you'll inspire many, many more. Thank you so much for um, allowing me to tell your story. Um, um, I always say our podcast, but it's just me. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm the same way because I'm always like our line or our launch. It just sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, it just sounds good. But you know what? It's all right. It's my podcast. Thank you so much for allowing me to interview on my podcast, One Day at a Time, also known as ODAT, the place where I love to interview the true hustlers of the world like you. Thanks, girl. Love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Love you too.